Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 61. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be dissecting the classic song, The Heart of Worship, reviewing January's Epiphany Songs Challenge and setting a new challenge for February. Happy February to you. Keep going. You all right? I thought you were going to do the whole... No, because it's... It's going to get weird. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Hey, I'm all right, thanks. I've been, I spent the last two days at a, what's called Songwriters Consultation, a gathering of songwriters, generally UK, but a surprising number of Netherlands based um, (laughs) songwriters who are kind of, you know, kind of published and being sung type people um, Mm. with big granddaddy Graham Kendrick as the kind of the leader of the whole thing. That's been nice. Awesome. What was the best bit? Best bit actually was a, was chatting with Andy Piercy quite a lot throughout mm. it actually. He's like he's nice. become our big mate. And if you don't know Andy Aww. Piercy, um, he is a legend, um, and part of his legendary status is uh, as well as fronting a band in the eighties that toured with Queen. <laughs> he also um, produced Delirious and Matt Redman's early albums. Yeah, he was known as the Butcher. Yeah, uh, because he's just got a really clear. This is what makes a good congregational song, and and boy, he knows what he's talking about. We've got to get him on yeah. the show. Actually, he'd be really up for it. Yeah, that'd um, be great. And so it was really nice just hanging around, spending some time with him, and getting some of his wisdom, his experience. He spent um, he ministered in this country for a long time, but then spent about I think seven years or something in the states, mm. working with the Anglican Church in the states, and and um, both being part of helping to develop worship musical worship in that context but also learning about it in a different cultural context and i think that's kind of broadened his abilities andy it seems in um various american settings he's like he's the the british guy you bring in to add a little bit of class to proceedings <laughs> i don't know if we think of andy as completely classy but he's quite classy so that, I was yeah at, i was at an event once and uh he picked up my guitar to, to lead with it. And I don't know if I ever talked about this before, no. but my shoulders are very narrow. Oh, you would do so have that baby setting on I your strap. I have straps. this guitar strap where it, to me, it's... Well, I, I think I hold it quite high, but yeah. for most people, it just kind of covers their face. <laughs> when they, so he kind of put it on in front of everyone was like, what is this? <laughs> it was very funny. So what else have you been doing? Uh, I have also... I went to um, Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury... It's one of those words I avoided saying while I was there just because I was not confident and um, did a training day with musicians uh, um, in Trinity. It's called Trinity Churches, or collection of parishes, I think. And uh, that was brilliant. I had a really great day. Um, I, I We occasionally offer these training days mainly as part of our crowdfunding and um, say, so basically, I'll come and work with your musicians for a day. And I just don't, you know, it's, it's mildly terrifying because I don't know what I'm going to find. And on the way, I was praying, oh, Lord, help me, please. Because there's so little you can plan. Because yeah. you just don't know what the instruments will be. You don't know what the abilities will be. No. And you've got to wing the whole thing. Now, and I can it, do or it. Or even the, like the attitudes of the people. Oh, yeah. Like just whole loads of it. You don't difference. know what their dynamic will be. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Um, and I've done a number of these now. And so far, 
they always go really well but i still reach the next one thinking oh this is scary but anyway <laughs> it went really well we had um we had so many musicians we had five acoustic guitars we had uh three keyboards two violins viola cello oboe clarinet french horn uh saxophone two harps and a few singers <laughs> so what Love i did it. was i thought well the, a big point of this is to teach them to learn to play together yeah so let's just all play but we're gonna have to really work on who plays when and how we build mm. it and so that that was the kind of um, approach and and over the course of the day you feel them getting the hang of it and mm. me getting the hang of them i suppose yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, really, really encouraging. Um, so, and then the other thing I've been mainly doing is is carrying on prepping for Doxicology. We're, we're still narrowing down and editing our list of songs. We've got the um, recording plans pretty much in place, and all the people who are going to be involved. Really excited to have a couple of the Ace tutors from Nexus involved, bringing their super musical skills. Um, and one thing I'm trying to do is is fund it as always. And I don't really want to do a crowdfund again this year because I think. There's a limit, isn't there? It's mainly my mum contributing <laughs> under different names. So I've been trying to think of other ways to do it. We'll do something. We'll do a kind of advanced purchase thing, I think. But I'm one thing I'm looking for, listeners, you can help me here. I want to find, um, this sounds ambitious, but I want to find five people who could give £2,000 each towards this, who care about the environment, who care about worship, our context and our relationship with it as christians who would say do you know what i can afford that i can give you two thousand pounds so i'm looking for five people i've got one so far nice um, so do you know someone who might um who might love to hear more about this project and i can happily send them more stuff i'll update you on that next time sam how it's gone but i'm putting it out there so you can you can all check in and then there will be other opportunities to contribute and if you if you're thinking i'd like to contribute but i can't give you that much then by all means, um, yeah, and yeah. there'll be ways of doing it. But that's a kind of a particular thing to, to fill a certain part of the funding. Quite exciting. How about yeah, you, Sam? Yeah, very good. Very, very good. Uh, well, this Saturday, uh, we had a gig that we organised locally, um, which is on part of a group that's trying to set up a cafe in a disused building in a park. Yeah, I've seen that. How amazing. Yeah, it is really amazing. It's going to be amazing, like, when it happens, I say in faith. Um but yeah, we wanted to do something that kind of gathered the community and raised some money and raised awareness. Uh, and it was it was just, it was absolutely fantastic. And what was most encouraging to me was so many people piled in and went, oh yeah, I'll, I'll donate this. I'll, I'll do this for free. I'll, so the venue was free. The people did the food. They, they did all the cooking for free. And, uh, and this guy came up to me at a Christmas event and went, Oh yeah, I'll do I'll do lights if you want. And I honestly thought, oh, we'll have a couple of you know tea bars of lights, and it'll be you know be nice. And he's like a professional lighting guy that does big tours and oh, you know, wow. big events. Yeah. And he brought all his kit, and he he made it look so cool. Oh, <laughs> it was bet. like Wembley or something. Yeah. It was just that was really good. Yeah. And the Flanagans played, and we had a couple of yeah. other local artists play. We raised tons of money. So yeah. I was absolutely exhausted. I went to bed so early last night because I was <laughs> just wiped. Uh, but that was really good. Um, and then we're prepping for a load of stuff. So we've got yeah. um, next weekend we're going to Brunel Manor down in Torquay with yeah. Geraldine and Carrie Luce. Lovely. And if people are listening to this, um, 
someone somewhere before the 7th of Feb. I believe there are still are some tickets left and some I saw some that weekend. on Facebook. I believe it's true. Yeah. So um so you know, if you want a last minute weekend away doing worship stuff, um come and join us. Um but otherwise I'm going to LST for a bunch of things and Roehampton for a thing and St Melitis for a thing. So I feel I'm in lecture prep mode at the moment. Um, I'm sure you know lots about that from your. I do Nexus. know about lecture prep mode. Yeah, I'm an obsessive lecture prepper. I think oh, really a bit. Yeah. Are you good at it? Well, it depends what you mean. I don't know. I I <laughs> I found it quite hard work. Yeah, I find like, it hard. I believe I'm not good at it, but I, I think I've got a method which is very okay. effective. All right. But quite labour intensive. I'm not sure I want to know about that then. So my method is this. We, you know, On an easy method. What is my, so right? for example, I um, a lot of the exercises I'm doing at the moment are things like I do a lecture on the book of Hebrews or something. Yeah. So what I do is I read everything anyone's ever written on the book of Hebrews and then I make lots of notes and then I piece the notes together and then I cancel bits out and then I build a structure. and I. But it begins with reading everything anyone's ever written as far as I possibly can gosh oh, yeah and what it means is um i know it can't be efficient can it but <laughs> it's because i just don't want to leave any stone unturned i don't want to say something i know where yeah. if i just read this other thing i'd realize that was nonsense or i'd missed out the thing and and i really like to be able to respond on the spot think on the spot go with the dynamics of it and so have a whole background of knowledge i can work with yeah but yeah, yeah it's Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's the best way to I know. do you it. You do probably. go down rabbit holes, don't you? Yeah. I, I went down a big a big old rabbit hole of, of why did God uh, reject Cain's sacrifice. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was like, that took me ages to even get my head around. Can you give us a short answer for that? <laughs> well, the short answer is Hebrews says that it was through faith that Abel's offering was was correctly so i actually don't yeah. some people say it's because of the kind of offering or because of the quality of the offering which you yeah. can kind of read into genesis but i actually think the best commentator on the bible is the bible there oh, you go you you're the <laughs> darling of the evangelicals just in that moment <laughs> carry on <laughs> no i i mean i agree carry on so like, there you go that's my answer um We've had a little bit of correspondence. Um, most of our correspondence this last month has been to do with the 12-song challenge. Um, I mean, wow, we'll, we'll talk some more about that later. The other bit of correspondence I keep getting is from people saying, oh, no, the retreat sold out, but I wanted to come. Um, so this is a, an interesting position for us. Um, the, the retreat did sell out really quickly. You may have guessed, dear sweet listeners, that we recorded the January podcast before <gasps> before Christmas, or at least before the 1st of January. And um, and that's why we didn't ask each other what we got for Christmas. We might do that later. Um, we, But anyway, it basically sold out like a day or two after in, into January. Filled up. At, and, and therefore, our summer retreat is is full. And it makes it a bit tricky because there are now several people who would like to come. So... I am now actively in the process of looking at options for how we can expand the number of gatherings or retreats and things that we do. I think there is definitely going to be um, uh, there's going to be enough a critical mass of people to be able to make something happen. So watch this space if you didn't right. manage to get in. Um, yeah, Good news. Super exciting. Shall we dissect a classic? Let's. Die.
classic. Somebody said to me yesterday, oh, shout out to Rebecca Beese and Jason yeah. Hufferdeen. Do you remember Jason Hufferdeen from last year, who it turned out was not American, even though he's called Jason Hufferdeen? <laughs> he's definitely not. <laughs> he, anyway, I saw them the other day. They said, do you do shout outs? What is a shout out? So I said, yeah, sure, I'll do a shout out. Shout out. Uh, and they said, can you call it um, destroying a classic or something like that? I can't remember. <laughs> Basically, I can't sing any of the songs I used to love. Um, we'll try not to. Try not to die, destroy or dissect anything. This month, we are going to dissect the classic song, The Heart of Worship, or When the Music Fades, by the ever-popular Matt Redman. Whoop, whoop. Um, so should I give a little bit of background to this one? And, yeah. And uh, we'll work from there. Oh, let me grab my guitar as well. That'll do. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply can't. You know the one? You know the one. Longing just to bring something that's a worth that will bless your heart. Where have the words gone, Sam? They were on this document before I let you in on it. <laughs> I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required There's something deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart There you go. Okay, um, Sam, do you want to? Um, I mean, you must have sung this one a few times over the years. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So we're this we're oh, going back to about sort of nine. Hang on, let's do my trick, my game. Heart of Worship. I'm just gonna. Uh, I want to go ninety-seven or ninety-eight. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm ninety-seven. Say, All right, I'll say ninety-eight. Okay, let's look it up. Heart of Worship. 98! Yes! Okay, well done. Right. So what do you think makes this a classic, Sam? Well, I think, sort of, aside from the, the song in itself... Um, For actually, a song in itself is not what you... <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be careful what you say here. Oh, my word. Yeah. Aside from just the song... Yeah. Um, I think the story behind it is what... Many people have been, you know, inspired by. So the, the story goes that, you know, Matt Redman and Soul Survivor Church, they were the hottest thing around this time. And yeah. they had a huge band, huge PA system, summer festivals, all this stuff. And actually they started to worry that that was all becoming the focus mm. and that the kind of congregational dynamic of coming and bringing your offering was missing. And so they did this thing where they banned the band for a few weeks basically till they said till we find the heart of worship again hmm. and apparently it was really awkward to begin with they basically sort of everyone would turn up to church and then yeah. they'd say right w over to you 
and there'd be sort of silence yeah. and then eventually someone would read a bit of scripture or they'd pray or they'd start singing a song and and the worship just came up sort of from the floor and from from people's hearts and, yeah and then eventually they sort of reinstated uh, the band after a few weeks and they said you know that the difference in terms of finding again the heart of it and not being kind of relying on the crutch of whether someone's leading a song or whether there's a PA or whether there's a screen and all that. Yeah. And I, I know for us, um, we've been really inspired by that. So we've done various things over the years where we've we've said no band or mm. even no singing or, or just simple songs just with a piano or guitar and, and had seasons where we've kind of intentionally stripped things back yeah. in a similar way. And that I, I do think it's it's very powerful. But it's out of that experience that Matt, wrote this song about all being stripped away yeah um and so i think that you know and and you can also hear it in the simplicity of the song because it's not it's not a, a song that requires a lot of ornamentation or instruments or because that's not what you, you know. have required yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> it would be ironic really if it, if it required a sort of five minute guitar solo in yeah. the middle so yeah that's that's for me you know just knowing that story and and, and knowing where it's come from i think for me gives it you know a whole I've, other layer i've heard mike pilavacci talk about it who is the pastor and mm. say i don't know whether this is a little bit preacher's license but he kind of said first time we came back and brought the band matt just came and did this song and we were all in tears mm. uh, uh, hearing it and I, I think matt's version is um that he that he wrote this thing and then he, he was just writing out of his personal experience said so i wrote it in my mm. bedroom um but i showed it to mike at one point who who actually said oh this is amazing we've got to sing this but can you how about just changing that line and that line so it's a little bit mm. less about matt and it's a little mm. bit more about the whole collective experience which i think is a fascinating insight in itself i think the um the other thing i would i would just pick up on is the is the range of the, of the melody um mm. so it does actually it does actually span an octave uh, so if you're in d it goes from sort of b to b but okay that low b is only on on a song in itself so it's only that moment that it goes down. otherwise it's generally going down to a d yeah so in that case you know apart from that one line it's it's just a, a d up to a b yeah um i think that's a really you know accessible range for everyone to kind of get hold of i was yeah. also quite struck how my songs tend to start low and work up yeah. I don't know if other people just find themselves doing this. But this actually, when the mute, that's an A yeah. with, with over the D chord, which is almost the highest note of the song. When the music fades. Yeah. And I was sort of thinking that if you'd gone, when the music fades, it yeah. wouldn't really make sense. So you're sort of word painting going, by the music fades. That, yeah. that sort of starts high and then fades. Yeah. Whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think that's notable. It's similar in range to um here i am to worship isn't it mm, of, yeah. of, from a similar time yeah and key. uh but but a really tight range where the verse and the chorus don't the tessitura if you like mm. they just sit in the same place yeah um and it does yeah it does slightly undo the rule that verses have to be low and choruses have to be high or you have to explode mm. into a chorus i mean again it wouldn't really make sense to explode into the chorus would it here it's no. got to be, it's there's something about it being more simple being more on a level um i think i i, I think it's a brilliant song i mm. just and a brilliant song for showing how to write a song for congregations to sing <laughs> um yeah. for for several reasons uh, and the first is I mean, we could get we could open a whole can of worms here, but I think it is so. 
it's so apt for our times and has been and and still is this danger that the music becomes the the music mm. the performer or yeah. even the songs becomes identified with what worship is Mm. Um, and I don't think that's gone away. I think in some ways it's intensified in certain situations. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was sort of, you know, the thing that was going on in, in Soul Survivor was the rise of, um, there's a, a certain kind of model. Now, I can't, I don't know necessarily Soul Survivor, but, but there were things around the 90s, that this kind of model, which is the more kind of front-led mm. rock concert model. If you, if you want to call it that. Because prior to that, the charismatic model and maybe in the vineyard movement and other things had, had been a more, some, some sense of more interactivity. Charismatic worship mm. was had been about 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, you know, about the, all people yeah. con- contributing and so on. And then there's this new model, which in a sense has got more in common with the cathedral of mm. the musicians and the songs are the things that make the, the worship. And ultimately we're sort of there as participants in some sense. Um, but the more passive we become, and yeah. that hasn't gone away, has it? No. And in some no. ways, in certain in certain places, we're just as much in danger of equating worship with songs, worship leaders, bands, or atmospheres as yeah. we ever have been. So I think it's it's almost in a sense prophetic, but at least relevant. Mm. Um, another thing, and this is which is an odd thing I'd never noticed before, but it doesn't rhyme anywhere. Yeah. And again. Somehow that helps the song, I think, because it it takes it strips it of some of its sweetness. Yeah. It makes it more I don't know somehow more vulnerable. I I don't think I ever write songs that don't rhyme. I might occasionally find that my structure barely has a rhyme, mm. but this one is just line after line that. Well, there are odd rhymes, aren't there? Like we can pour all I have is yours. Uh, when the music fades, all is stripped away. But it's not a it's not a strict rhyme scheme. Yeah, but then you get to verse two and it's King of Endsworth. No one could express how much you deserve. And now he's he's kind of moved the rhyme somewhere. If deserve yeah. is supposed to rhyme, yeah. and then as it goes through the second half of the verses, it loses its rhymes. Yeah. So there's no there's no sense of it sort of landing into a rhyme. Although I think it slightly no. does in the pre-chorus with the um, for a song in itself. It's not what you have required. Blah 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 blah. blah. You're looking into my heart. It's got. It's a sort of a half quarter rhyme, which slightly sweetens that little section up. I think it makes it land a little bit on the way into the chorus. So anyway, that's that's one thing. But where it doesn't rhyme, and and rhymes often give a song structure and solidity. Yeah, it is so solid in the sense that it is just a series of repeated melodies. Mm. Um, he never sings a melody without repeat without repeating it. Yeah, uh, there's a slight embellishment towards the end of the pre-chorus but a melody and then repeats it the melodies don't have difficult syncopations in i think actually congregations introduce syncopation to this song where matt redman never really wrote it (laughs) so quite often we'll sing i'm coming back to the heart of worship because it's all about you all about that that would be common and i would naturally sing it that way which is a, a example of how we're drawn towards singing in the rhythm of speech and that's how you'd how you'd speak that but it is the the melody has a simplicity. It is repetitive, and um, it kind of pro- provides that that glue to the thing that the rhymes don't necessarily do. Yeah. After Matt had taken it to Mike and had a few tweaks, and then he brought it to Sam, who said, <laughs> "In our fancy oh my world, gosh, uh, well, musically, we just talk about the music. Yeah, uh, I I've wondered whether." 
Search my dreams and the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. That's like goes from an F sharp up to a B, back down to the F sharp, and then sort of F sharp B. Yeah. And I, it doesn't feel the most secure. Hmm. Um, whether you could have gone, I'm going into my heart. I don't know if you thought uh, that was cheesy. Well, no, that's quite, yeah, that would have, that would have been a looking into my heart. I don't know whether it needed that little jump there. Um, yeah, it does. It it's exactly quite... what you would have said, though, isn't it? You'd have said, Matt, do you need that jump there? Is there another melody which is a little bit mm. more secure? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I have. That. I'll let you have that one. Thank you. Um, and then the other one is more theological. Um, I often use this song. Yeah. But if we're teaching our sort of how would Jesus lead worship stuff, I'll make the point that all about you, Jesus, to me, doesn't just mean and therefore my worship should all be focused on you or it's all about putting my heart on you. It's actually, to me, it also says Jesus has done it all. You know, we can kind of get this impression that it's only when our hearts are perfectly right and we're giving of everything and we're giving this perfect offering that it's received. But actually, I kind of want to say, no, it's all about you, Jesus, in the sense that Jesus has paid the price on the cross to lead us to the Father. Yeah, He's made this new and living way. And one of the reasons why we don't need to worry so much about songs is because actually it's Jesus that leads us to the Father, not the songs. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and graciously, God uses the songs and yeah. uses all these other things. But, but actually, to have somewhere in that, I mean, the second verse. I don't know how essential the second verse feels to me, and I wonder whether in the second verse there could be a sense of, because you've made the way. You know, I'm not writing it yeah. here live, but like, because <laughs> because you you know you've you've made the way, you open the door. So actually, it's not about the music. It's not about what I bring. Um. That's mm. what I was thinking. I guess the thing here is is talking about sacrifice as opposed to passivity, isn't it? Participation as opposed to passivity. Yeah. So the context adds some some meaning, but that's a yeah, it's a really helpful point. So good job, Matt. I think you've got a future in this game. Yeah, that'll do all right. That song. We've reached the end of the first month of the 12 Song Challenge. Hooray! Let me hit you with some stats. 185 participants from 14 different countries. Made that one up, but it's about 14. And uh, at the time of recording, we've recorded a couple of days before the end of the month, we've had 101 songs written and posted on our forum. Wowzers. Which is extraordinary. And then loads of people getting involved and helping each other out and helping them to improve their songs. This is so exciting. And 101 songs on epiphany-type themes that didn't exist before this month. Um, so we're going to look back and review the um, the month. And Sam, you've already had a chat with Keiko. So yep. uh, let's hear what you had to say together. Hello, Keiko. Hi. Welcome to the first month of the 2020 Song Challenge. Uh, how are you doing? Good. Yeah? Good. We're in our new house. Oh, great. Yeah. Are and, you in, uh, and I haven't... Are you in, like, go. box purgatory at the moment, or is it... Oh, my gosh. Well, fortunately, my husband's really good at sort of uh, keeping us on task, so we've, yeah. we've packed, unpacked a lot of boxes, so that's good. Yeah. It's Have a you... little noisy right now though because um next door they're building a house so if you hear oh, like nail guns and 
saws and stuff. <laughs> so, Have you like Marie Kondoed that. everything as you've gone in? Like, does this oh, spark joy? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the process that we did when we uh, were trying to move from our yeah, old yeah. house. It was so stressful, oh. but it's good in a way. You do get rid of the things you, you're like, why, why have I kept this? Exactly. I haven't seen this in like five, five years. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it's it, good. It hasn't been out of the box since the last move, so right. keep it. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, cool. Well, hey, I don't know about you, but I am really excited by the songs on the 12 song challenge forum oh my gosh yeah it's it's really exciting it's kind of like this crazy avalanche of of songs (laughs) it's kind of overwhelming but it's really inspiring too there's like so many styles um and people just uh are so kind sharing a lot of suggestions and a lot of encouragement so it's really fun to see yeah i agree it's so cool and this particular challenge, I feel like, has been uh, a really, a really good one because it's. I mean, for, one of the things for me is just the variety of like emotions that the songs have have generated. So, like, you've got quite a few of them that are on the kind of slaughter of the innocents type theme, right. which are obviously going to be much more minor or, you know, harsh and painful. And then you've got other ones that are really joyful and happy and. You know, the celebration, maybe some of the Simeon and Anna songs have been really kind of celebrations of, wow, look, at Jesus coming. Mm-hmm. What do you think have been some of the good things about this challenge in particular? Um, well, I was just going to say the same thing, really. I mean, well, there are a lot of, I uh, going into it, I, I guess I didn't know a lot about Epiphany. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I mean, it was just great to uh, find out more about what it was and then to look into each of these stories which did cover a huge range of emotions and I've got to say I'm really thrilled at how people are jumping in and helping one another and doing all the things that we we hoped in terms of you know recording little snippets and doing lots of encouragement but still being honest about oh have you thought about this or have you changed could you change this or oh, I wasn't quite sure about that line or or whatever yeah yeah, absolutely. And I, I felt like as well, I, I don't know whether people, I suspect that, that you know, most people aren't, aren't particularly bothered, but um, I was aware that, you know, you and I and Joel and David, we've got a kind of an official role in this organisation. But actually, you know, I don't want anyone to sit there thinking, oh, well, those guys haven't commented on mine as if, like, our comments are somehow, you know... <laughs> more valid than other people's because I really don't think that's the case and I know it's true there's so many people that are so perceptive and mm. have so many awesome things to say um and, and different things stick out to different people so I totally agree there's there's so many so many perspectives so <laughs> yeah it's supposed yeah. to be a community isn't it not like you post this up and then the four people you know come and validate it it's you know, it, and I think it's functioning like that. You know, loads of people piling on and giving their perspectives. Cool. So, do you want to share um, maybe just you know list a few songs that you've been looking at and encouraged you, and then maybe we can play one of them in particular. Sure. Um, there were oh, there were so many. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard to pick. Um, I really like Jeff Davis's Unchanging Day. Uh-huh. Um, I thought I thought it was incredibly um congregational um like it was easy to pick up and the poetry the lyrics were just really really beautiful he had kind of taken an old hymn text and used part of it as um his chorus and then wrote um from the 
epiphany text around it. So mm. that was a really beautiful one. Um, I really like Fiona's Beyond the Manger. Mm. It had a really interesting hook to it, kept bringing back Beyond the Manger, Beyond the Manger, where she took these old, um, these familiar stories, um, but sort of um, using the hook Beyond the Manger to kind of um, point to what he would eventually be doing to point to the cross. Um, I thought she did such a great job with that. Um, I was really taken with uh, Rob McClellan. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying his name right. But um, Here, O Bethlehem was uh, a song that he wrote. And um, that one uh, that one was it. That was one of those where he um, wrote about the, the killings, um, mm-hmm. Herod killing. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I think he just did a, such an awesome job. He... Um, he put in like a Middle Eastern sort of flavor to it, yeah. and um, and I thought he handled the topic really tastefully. I actually tried. <laughs> that's the song. That's the song I tried, and I just gave up because I was ending up with um, really kind of morbid and depressing lyrics that were just too. I don't know. It just didn't feel right, so I kind of moved away from that. But yeah. I felt like he really captured it beautifully, um, kind of giving voice to the grief um, and the horror and the difficult feelings, but then kind of in the context of giving those feelings to the Lord and expressing our longing for things to be made right and for God to come back. So I just thought that was really beautifully done. Yeah. Should we have a listen to that one? Yeah. sound of weeping Rachel mourns for every fallen son In her pain refusing every comfort Oh, a generation dead and gone Hear the desolation of the Father Overtaken by the deepest grief In the wake of Herod's cruel violence Oh, not one word can bring relief Oh, how God we need you In this time of broken hearted tears Now we need a savior we have wept we have waited prayed and long anticipated all these babies it's really good isn't it i really like the way that the chorus you know you could almost sing that over any lament situation mm-hmm. so he sort of at that point he backs out of the the specific and he kind of you know it's you could you could sing that over any any tragedy or whatever yeah uh, i love in the chorus how uh toward the end he like really builds the tension there mm. with that half the half set we have wept we have waited prayed and long anticipated it sort of just like digs at the tension there with those half steps and then finally releases into all those weary years so it's just um illustrates the text really mm. really beautifully there it's clever stuff i i spotted that you you picked up on the 
Da -da 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 that sort of jump down fifth. Right. You, you commented on that. And I did. Yeah, I just. Go ahead. Well, I just <laughs> wondered. I might ruin this for him now. There was a little element of that that did sound a little bit like Delilah by Tom Jones. Do you know that song? Oh, uh -uh, no. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, like a British. Um, I don't know. There just there's an echo of that in that. Duh, duh. What, what was it you were thinking instead? Uh, let's see. What key's he in? Uh, a minor. Uh, a, no, I think it's he keyboarded it right. Ah, uh, so. yeah, couple three. I was thinking, yeah, da, just mm. third down instead of da, yeah, going all the way down. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I noticed. Well, I mean, this key, the key, works really, really well. It's slightly on the low side. I just know that my congregation sort of sounds really dark and quiet mm. if I'm if they try to sing a G. But you could you could pitch it upward, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just seems like it'd be easier. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Uh, might yeah. be easier to find. Might be a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like the I like the fifth drop a lot. Mm. Um, just sort of thinking in terms of the that that was really the only thing though. I mean, everything was really. Um, I found it to be really intuitive. There were a lot of repeated notes. It was really a lot of stepwise motion. Yeah. With just a few kind of strategic leaps, um, that gave it a really nice profile and um, so. I don't know. That's pretty small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's kind of engaged with other people's comments. I'm not sure he's posted like a whole new version yet, but he's certainly been having chats with people about various you know ideas and stuff. So, well done, Rob. Yeah. Good man. Cool. Do you want to see me yours? Uh, sure. I did Simeon too, and um, the uh the from Luke two, and I was kind of trying to relate to this feeling i mean i don't know exactly how he felt but it was sort of interesting that he'd been waiting and waiting and waiting um and just through a lot of darkness you know israel's um, under the roman rule and he's just mm -hmm. waiting for this savior to come and um, save not only his people and the whole world so he finally sees this baby the savior um but the salvation hasn't been realized yet mm -hmm. so i felt like i could kind of relate to that um, in the sense that we have seen this salvation, but kind of the ultimate um, renewal that we will one day experience, yeah, we, we yeah. don't know yet. So, so we're still waiting. Um, so I, I felt like I could relate to that emotion. So, mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of maybe more sad than some people, than, than you could take this text, at least my, my song is. Um, Is a 
I love it. I really love the the way you've picked up in the second version the tempo so much. Really, when you listen to the the original post you put up, it's so much slower. Mm. And the 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 faster version just really grabs me. It's so it's so nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this the slow tempo. I mean, <laughs> that was that was just because I was. I didn't have my piano at the time, so I was trying to make it work on guitar, and I just, I'm not, I'm just not that comfortable on guitar, so it was quite a bit slower, um, kind of for that reason. Yeah, the so. sort of, the minor, but it's sort of, it, you feel the joy because of the sort of, the quite, the fast tempo. It's a bit like, mm. um, you know, Carol of the Bells, do, 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 uh-huh. has yeah. that kind uh-huh. of, kind of slightly, uh, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but that sort of joyful minorness that mm-hmm. is really nice. And I yeah, love, I can't... sorry, I just, I love like warring worlds, so mm. many great like little lines and phrases, um, and that it's so rooted in the, the text that you were inspired by, but then you then allow yourself to kind of go beyond that. And, and then in the third verse, it's very much a personal, come on, you know, weary sinner, join, you know, those who need their need, know they need it. I just, yeah, I love it. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'll play you mine. I, I'm a little nervous now because mine is a very similar theme. Oh, I love yours. Oh, that's nice. Faithful servant Simeon Lives expectant of the one Seizes freedom, God's anointed Mary's son. Prophet Anna here to oh hello, Prophet Anna here to pray. Lives to worship night and day. Sees the Christ child long expect. Come away And he's the light For every nation He's the truth Of revelation The epiphany Of the glory Of God He's 
He will cause a rise and fall And reveal the hearts of all Even Mary's trusting soul will Know the sword May we see through Anna's eyes our redemption, Jesus Christ There is hope for all who suffer Through his life He's the light for every nation He's the truth of revelation The epiphany of the glory Yay! I love this one. Oh, thanks. It's so fun. It doesn't. It doesn't sound like a lot of typical worship songs, hmm. and I love that. It's something a little bit different. Oh. But, and uh, I really like how you kind of scan through the story of of um, Simeon and Anna, and just how they're waiting and expe- you know waiting expectantly, and then um, and then you connect our story. Like may we see through Anna's eyes. And this hope for all who suffer, mm. you know, and just looking to the Lord. I really like it. Mm, and you, you changed you changed it a little bit, the chorus. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, originally it was a little bit darker. You uh, had yeah. more minor chords. Yeah, yeah. And then you changed it and made it a little bit more. He's the light for every nation, truth or revelation. You know, you kind of... But I think the last one, you, you went high at the very end. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I... Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not sure. I'm completely decided yet. But yeah, people said they thought it was a bit too. It stayed a bit too much in the minor. So I tried to mm. to be a bit more in the major in the in the chord. Uh, Dave Brackenbury, bless him. He and he said this in a private message because he didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> but uh, he has pointed out that the chorus is a little bit like, "You better shape up, cause I need a man." It's a little bit grease. <laughs> okay. Or or is it? Somebody, I got chills, or something like that, something from Greece, and I think he probably is right a little bit, but I haven't quite got my head around what exact aspect is kind of greasing it up. I don't know. I I, I thought it was great. <laughs> um, you know, you know what chord I really wanted? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. What hearing? Oh, I'm not. Uh, I'm in with e. you. See I wanted that one in there. (laughs) What? So what's that? What chord is that? Let's see. What is it? Uh, uh, G sharp. Oh yeah, yeah. Major seven. Yeah. Oh, for revelation. It's the truth of revelation. The epiphany. I think that's what it was originally, and that was. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. But I don't know. It it could come back. It was interesting. Dan Jasma um, did a Uh little version for me. And because he's got exactly the right voice for this, so mm. he was like fully like yeehawing it up, and it's like, oh Dan, you you have the authentic sound for this, whereas my sort of Britishness kind of possibly no, mars it, it sounds great, not at all. <laughs> he's the truth of revelation. Uh, yeah. No, I love it. Oh, cool, thanks. That was good, but no, yeah. I think uh, the great thing job. that I was was, stri- was sort of striking me was. 
it's and I didn't I didn't find a way to do this explicitly, but I, I hope it's there somewhere. Is is that sort of a sense of like honouring our elders, you know, hmm. and particularly Anna, although she doesn't get, you know, her speech is not reported in quote marks, but I love Luke because of the way that he he lifts up, you know, the the marginalised and particularly women, I think. Mm. And so I was trying to get a sense of that and sort of really naming Simeon, Anna, may we see through Anna's eyes. It's just sort of an honouring of like those that God has used and who've been faithful to God. And um, Yeah. I, I think you did it. I think, I think it's beautifully done. Oh, Prophet Anna, here to pray, lives to worship night and day, sees the child. Sees the Christ child long expected come her way. Yeah. Thanks. I'm. I'm. I'll be yeah. interested. Well I don't know. This is one of those. This is the thing when you write songs that are for a more niche, you know, part of the Bible or whatever. Um, it's just you know, w- would will I get a chance to use it? But I, I would love to try it with a congregation and see if people would pick it up. Um, I think it would be really easy to pick up. Yeah. I mean, I was singing right along. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, let that be a challenge to the the folks who've who've written other songs as well. It's like let's, you know, let's try and use these. I realise, you know, we're sort of we're coming almost to the end of Epiphany now. But um, and if you can find ways to use your songs or use other people's songs that you like from the challenge, you know, it'd be great to hear where these have actually, you know, been used. Awesome. Well, Keke, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, sure. And well, uh, thank you. We will uh, we will look forward to we'll probably have David next month uh, feeding back but we'll look forward to engaging with you in the in the forum over the next month and probably speak to you in a couple of months. There we go. That's what we said. That's great. Oh, isn't Keiko brilliant? Let's could we just have a moment of Keiko appreciation? Yeah. The amount of. Um, time and love and effort that Keiko's poured into this first month I, I'm not sure she'll survive if she carries on at this rate <laughs> um, but her generous way she has contributed to so many songs so we really appreciate that Keiko and oh, just no. in case she thinks I'm avoiding her because I keep not being around when we have to record with her we'll try really hard next time um, to come and join in uh, can I play you mine Sam yes please okay Okay, here's my song, Sam. I decided I would try and write something based on Simeon's song, the Nunc Dimittis. But Mm. I thought rather than imagine Simeon as an old man who sort of, now let me go in peace. I thought, what if he, he might have been old, but what if he was really into contemporary worship (laughs) music? And so that was just, that was, you know, that was his style. And he let rip in a kind of modern worship anthem. So I thought that was my kind of thinking um, and see where it led me. And this is what I came up with. Darkness, it's a wonderful light. God has come among us, and His glory shines. Oh, His glory shines. There is a peace where we have this waiting. It's a wonderful peace. God has come to save us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's really good. That's really good. I, it does feel like what you just said, which is it feels like a song, like a modern <laughs> type song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think that's really good. Did you mess around with... Because you're like landing on there is a light. Did you mess around with like there is a light for those who walk in? No, it wouldn't really work, would it? No, I didn't, but I could do, shouldn't I? Yeah. Just play with where you land. So that the landing is on the important word. Yeah. There is a light. Those who walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. We could have a play with it. Uh, and. Uh, and his glory shines and his glory hangs around on the F a long time um, maybe that's right I just wonder whether you know, playing around there have you tried have you tried the D minor there and or maybe I did originally and his glory shines and his glory shines or even I think I might have done I might have had a D minor actually thinking about it and his glory shines. No, oh, that's not, quite nice. Yeah. It's not stratospheric, yeah. but it's just little picks lift. it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? Are you, are you are you pretty happy? I'll tell you where I'm at with it. Um, I got a couple. I originally had. Oh my lord, you always keep your promises. Oh, uh-huh. what grace and love. I wish I satisfies me more melodically, but it is really hard to get the words in. So mm. quite a few people, really helpfully on the forum, said it's just a lot to cram in there, yeah. um, and it was quite easy to pull it back. Um, maybe I've tried to be a bit too clever with lavishing promises with honour sin, but <laughs> it just kind of kind of works. Um, and I think um, I think it was Luke as well who I'd kind of repeated some lyrics and he, he said maybe try some different lyrics there and that really helped and then actually Keiko chimed in a couple of days ago and just said um, because I know where it's come from I see the link between the light and the peace and the keeping your promises but actually if you don't uh, it's not 100% clear and mm. I thought, yeah, that's a really helpful comment. And actually where I'm at is to say, I quite like this. It's got a bit of a feel for it. I'd kind of like to now go back into it as a song and say, this is where it started. But based on what I've got, what could I say? I, mm-hmm. I, I'd probably yeah. leave Simeon behind, I think, yeah. at this stage. Or, or come back round to him via a different route. Mm. Um, and just say, can I make it into a kind of a singable song that has a kind of coherence in itself? That's the thing too to do or to work on I think yeah and so it's worth saying to, to 12 song challenge people out there is that we tend to give a, a fairly you know specific brief yeah but essentially once the you know once that's come to an end you might want to go back to your song and look at it and say right now now that the the constraints are off a little bit you know what would I do with this now are there things that I would take out or add in or yeah can I, can I shift the, the style or the you know so that you know, and 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 ultimately, I guess the the challenge is to make it a usable song for whatever context you're in, or you know. So, you know, now that the now that the, this challenge is kind of over, um, you can kind of come at it a bit afresh and say, right now, in terms of using this in my actual church, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, what's the next step for this? Yeah. Well done, everyone. I am so encouraged by the twelve song challenge this year. The potential for the number of songs that we are releasing into the church, yeah. the churches sing, is really brilliant. I think we're going to 
um, do a little thing here where we're going to add a kind of grace period for January because quite a lot of people have signed up as January has gone on and we do pick up people um, you know, in the in the early months. So I think what we'll say is in terms of getting your 100% record and getting your mug, you've got to get... Um, You've got to get in there by the end of February if you've kind of only just joined and so on. So we'll just Ooh. extend that. It's a bit of grace, but then we're going to be quite tight. But to get your record, your mug, you've got to post a song and you've got to make a constructive comment on somebody else's song. And, and how do you get your record? That, how do you get your record? What do you mean? That's what you said first. Oh, no, get your mug. Get your record. <laughs> what? You said to get your record, uh, to get your rug. Uh, you get, your, get your PB. Get your personal record, your oh, PR, as they call it in America. Um, that's what you I have was to thinking do. music and you were thinking running. So yeah, that is basically what is always happening with us. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to the February challenge? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, your challenge for February is... We need a little sort of fanfare thing there, don't we? We might, we might create one then for next time. Your challenge for February is to write... Your ch- poor little boy, he's been at home. If he comes in again, get him to do the the, the new challenge okay. is... Can you come here? Would you do me a favour? Yeah. Will you come here and say your the new challenge is... If you come and stand here... The new challenge is to write a theme song for your church. Thanks, Huck. That's really good. High five. Okay. Kids. Thanks, Huck. So when we say a theme song for your church, what we don't mean is a jingle um, or or that sort of thing. We're thinking congregational worship song, but a theme song for your church. So let me try and flesh that out a bit. I think it could mean that you take something like your church's vision statement or mission statement or that kind of thing. Quite a lot of churches have those. Not all do, but a lot do. And use that as the basis for your um, song. So, for example, um, I'm part of a newish church plant. We've been going for a few months and we have this little statement, which is the, the vision or mission. I don't know. One of those is to encounter Jesus, build community, see transformation. And I've got three. Look at that. I've got three verses there. I mean, so so that's an example. It may be that you don't have a specific mission or vision statement or so on. So you might have to figure that out a bit. But it might be something else which sort of identifies some core values or something. It might be not in a pithy statement, but you may have with your church a set of um, governing principles or values or something there's often a document kicking around maybe go and talk to your pastor in fact wouldn't it be brilliant to just go and sit down with the pastor of your church for a few minutes and say this is the thing i'm doing with the 12 song challenge you know how would you define what are the 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 key the core principles of our church of our stuff we really believe in or and especially all we're really trying we're aiming for we're reaching for as a church and it might be worth at that point saying don't worry you're not committing at this point to singing my song every week (laughs) if you participate in this conversation um but to be honest, you know, if you involved your pastor in it and there's probably more likelihood they'll be really keen on it, um, mm. I guess, from that point of view. I guess a, th- a third way to approach it is rather than it be a kind of a complete um, um, underlying principles of your church, it might be a particular thing in this season of your church's life, which is a goal or um, a strategy or, or something like that. And again, I think you probably have to talk to someone about that. You might, again, talk to the pastor. Or it might be talking to several people in the church to get a sense of this. 
And, and I think in this case, what we're talking about is slightly more about w- what your church is about and what it is for, rather than um, there are lots of people in the church who've lost their jobs, which may be mm. absolutely mm. true. But I think we're I think we're in a different realm there then, as opposed to a theme song, which might be well, what is the what is the vision and strategy? Maybe in a key in a core area, even if it's not set mm. out. And then the final thought is that you could um, write a song for a theme song for a particular ministry area in your church um either you know within the church or it might actually be outside the church it might be a something that goes along alongside church life i know sam at one point you wrote a song or you've done at least one song for azalea which is a um it's a christian charity it's a ministry in in luton isn't it but yeah so i i was sat in a training session where um one of the employees was talking about um she just, the first thing she just said was well we're all in recovery aren't we we all need you know to and i thought oh that's a good line for a song yeah and then as she kept, kept speaking every, almost everything she kept saying i thought oh well that's a good line for a song and and, and so actually her sharing her heart for the vision of the ministry yeah and you know that we, we we need to help the women to see that they're beautiful and that their lives are meaningful and that they've got a story to tell and gifts to share and um you know, and Azalea is a place where we try and encourage them to make choices. Yeah. And just almost all of that was just going into the song as she was speaking. Wow. Um, so, yeah, maybe something like that, where if you are part of a ministry, uh, you can you can just get someone to share their heart for that ministry. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we certainly talk about that as, you know, the Azalea theme song among, and we use it, you know, we're using it almost every week at, at Alpha um, with the women. So, yeah. Yeah. So certainly that kind of thing. I've, I've got a situation in our church. We're about to launch a new um, little gathering first thing on a Sunday morning, and which is really aimed at kids um, in the, from the estate that we're yeah. meeting on. And we've just been saying, wouldn't it be great to have a little a little theme song, which is a really short little song that we sing every yeah. week, which encapsulates what this little gathering mm. is about. So mm. that would be another another way, way of doing it. I think sometimes it might be that you, you write something quite specific to a particular ministry, but then you, you try to write it in a way which allows the rest of the church, even the ones who aren't involved in that ministry, to join in and sing it. So they're sharing yep. in that in that particular vision. Mm. So those are some particular ways you might approach it. And then I, I guess just one or two observations about what might come out of this. The first is that um, you may well end up with something which is completely and uniquely appropriate for your church and would be completely inappropriate anywhere else. And that will be an absolutely fine outcome to this. Um, but just drawing on that heart of worship story that we told earlier, you might also find that once you put it together, and particularly when you bounce it off some people in the 12 Song Challenge, one or two people say, do you know what, if you just change that line to say this and you tweak that word, suddenly it becomes slightly more universal and something yeah. that, that would speak to all of us, but still be completely applicable and relevant for your church. Yeah. So that's something to, to look for as you do it. I might have told this story before, but um, I wrote a theme song based around a vision statement for a church I was in quite a few years ago. And um, one of the lines was, um, give us purpose and vision or something to catch the ball with both hands, which was based on a a, a prophetic word somebody had had of of catching a ball and not just using one hand and being not really focused, but actually really focusing and catching what God was sort of, throwing to us with both hands and when i then tried to share that beyond the church i thought well that doesn't really make sense 
beyond our, our wall. So I changed it to grasp your will with both hands, which yeah. kind of meant the same thing, but just like it just it just tweaked it so that rather than being very specific, it would yeah. be more universal. Yeah, that's a great example. Um, uh, another thing is when you write your song you may decide you're going to be really specific about some stuff it might include the name of a street or an area in your mm. parish or whatever it is and just the caution there would be to try and write a song with a consistent voice we talk about this quite a lot actually um about how you how you can use really contemporary idioms language and ideas but if they just leap out of nowhere they can feel really awkward in a song so I would say if you're going to do that and you're going to name, you're going to be quite specific, then start that relatively early on in the song rather than establish mm. the whole thing with two verses of very churchy sounding language and then suddenly have. Um, Loughborough. Loughborough. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was also thinking that you have a choice a little bit between taking something like vision statement and setting that text really directly or using it as a springboard and, and drawing out the themes and paraphrasing, putting it in your own words. I, you yeah. could do it both ways, but try and try and feel what is going to be most um, effective and um, is going to work well there. Um, and then the final... There th- is, yeah, go on. There is something about some of those vision statements which they, they, they can sound quite corporate, I think. Not corporate as in gathered church, but as in yes. businessy and uh so my yeah uh, it's worth thinking about does this have a poetry does this have a a sense of you know biblical you know feel to it yeah rather than does this just sound like you know it could be co-ops yeah yeah that's that's a really helpful point as well actually mentioning the bible seems like a good thing to do occasionally (laughs) is um quite often people do attach a sort of a bible verse or something to to the kind of some of the core values of a church um and and that that is the other thing too is actually to kind of take that either head into that key bible verse and actually build it around that or look for bible verses that that have led to the more pithy statement that this thing is built on mm. so that actually what you're doing is you're kind of using the the grounding truth rather than the final conclusions if you like the yeah where it's been put together i think it's going to be good sam i think this yeah, could man. be a um uh i think it's gonna be a great one to do in terms of serving our local church uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how it pans out on the forum with people we can still help each other write good songs i think that's the yeah, thing totally without totally. trying to force each other into some universal lyrics so we will be yeah. caught you know we'll be gentle on that we you know, it's going to be up to you, really. Mainly, it's going to be for your context. Mm. Um, but let's still try and help each other uh, to make these as good as they can possibly be. Well, that's all for this month. Thanks for joining us. Please do get in touch. As usual, you can email us, podcast at resoundworship.org. Follow us on tweet us uh, at resoundworship or facebook.com forward slash resoundworship.org. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And if you're not yet signed up for the 12 Song Challenge, if you go to resoundworship.org forward slash 12, that's the number 12 song challenge, you can do that too, and we'd love to have you involved. We'll finish with a featured song. Featured song for this month is Daily I Stumble or Grace Enough by Benedict Atkins. This is one of the ones we recorded last year and our live recording and um it's one of the been one of those little slow burners that i found over the last few months quite a lot of people have been mentioning to me as one of their favorite tracks so we thought we'd play that one for you at the end of this podcast 
Bye. Bye. Daily I stumble. Daily I fall. Daily your mercy is new at the dawn. How fickle my heart is. How feeble and Steadfast, your love is secure. You have grace enough for my wayward heart, running out to me with your open arms. You have grace enough for my wayward heart, running out to me with your Daily your mercy is new